got that dancing on my own song. They pull out Zach Wheeler. I'm a bottle of Prosecco down. And then you saw it happen. The rest, I have no idea how I got to Miss Kentucky's house. And I can tell you this, I left without it. I was schnookered. Ready. All right. This is episode four of Name Drop Board State Social House on Sunset Boulevard. I want to thank my man Chad. Cats in New York. I got LJ taking care of us. By the way, that Minnesota Vikings game, you got so, so lucky with the commandos. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but good. that Kirk Cousins dance, it's it's building chemistry. So a win. Yeah, it's a win, it's a win. A win is a win. So I'm back on the West Coast. Um I went to the Philadelphia World Series. Uh, you guys know the World Series is the baseball championship, major league baseball championship in America. Then I dropped down south to Lexington, Kentucky to go to the Breeders' Cup. The Breeders' Cup is Friday and Saturday. Uh, there's like six races where the purse uh, is a million to five million dollars. It's one of the richest, richest um, races of all time. So it starts like this. My friend Mike, he's a pretty private guy. Says, I got to fly to Washington, D.C., and I have to have some business meeting on Thursday. I could fly in Wednesday. We could go see game five. It is possible, in theory, at the time, that the Philadelphia Phillies could clinch that game five because they split two in Houston, one and one. So I'm like, ah, I'm not really, really sure. And then Miss Kentucky shoots me a text and says, You got to come down to uh, the Breeders' Cup? And I go, Can I stay at your house? And she's like, Yeah, I go, Fuck it. I'm clear now. I'm clear, clairvoyant. So I book my flight and just tell Mike, I'm going anyway. And he's like, dude, I love the clarity. I love the enthusiasm. Let's go. So I figure I land Monday. I spend some quality time with my mom and my dad. My dad's 93. My mom's 84. I get to see my little brother, Kev, my cousin, Joe, Patty. So Monday night, get in sober. It's totally sober. Get some cheesesteaks. And it rains. So game three now gets pushed to Tuesday. So it's game three, four, and five, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Who knows if, if it didn't rain, there could be a different result for the World Series, but I'm not I'm not blaming Mother Nature. The better team won. I'm not bitter. I'm bitter. Uh, bitter bader. Timmy bounce back. Uncle Tim. Rats. <laughs> Fucking rats. Eagles are eight. No, don't forget it. So no, Monday night, quality time, cheesesteak. We watch the Sixers game. They win. Fun, fun, fun. Tuesday, because the Philadelphia accent's here. I head down to Philadelphia and I want to see my nephew's place and just kind of see the neighborhood. Philly got like a new facelift right now. It's kind of a cool city. Uh, I actually ran into uh, Alfonso Luna, who used to manage Riley's and Justin Queso's right up the street. And um, we were going to watch the game at the local pub. Now, you guys know that I'm a real life Hollywood actor and I'm coming off one of the worst years of my life in acting. I get no auditions. I mean, I'm at fucking state and Barney's every day just waiting for an audition waiting so before i take off my agency goes hey you have an audition for ncis it's an iconic show guest star show i go i'm not going to be around i don't want to do it they're like you just have to do it i think you'll be back in time okay i go over my acting coach i do the audition so now tuesday i'm ready for the first pitch you have a call back ncis zoom 5 15 pacific standard time that's first pitch philadelphia phillies you want to fucking book a job, book a trip, right? 
So now I'm in the Zoom in my fucking nephew's house on his computer, totally uncomfortable. Luckily, I memorized the line. And when, when you do these Zoom things, you can see like your competition or other. And lo and behold, Shane Blades is in the waiting room. You know, Shane, my buddy, acting pal, he'll be on the show. Well, I'm trying to do my lines and Bryce Harper's hitting dingers. Now, this game three, we won seven, nothing. I got these two Philly heads going, fucking Harper, man. Call him on the phone. Get some cheese sticks. And I, get some haggies. Fucking yeah. I just, I run the scene. I think I nail it. Go Phillies. Whatever. I didn't get it. But the good news is my dear friend, Shane Blades booked it. He's shooting it tomorrow. He's a dirty, dirty husband. So we go to the local pub. It's complete elation. Philly's just like, it's the city of brotherly love. It really is this night. Everyone's pumping. They're singing that song, dancing on my own. And my, my nephew takes a video of me dancing and I'm like in disbelief. And I'm like, we got this. We're winning. Swartzen catches this thing and goes, you don't want to count your chickens before the hatch. She <laughs> sends it to fucking spade. Million views later, we fucking lose. We lose. So that's Tuesday. Wake up Wednesday, hungover. My boy's like, uh, dude, I'm coming into town. What do you want to do? I said, you got to come to all my locals downtown. We'll go to Old City. We'll go to Nick's Roast Beef, Rotten Rouse. We're going to go to Kyber Pass. So my nephew goes, well, come to my, this place, the Fittler's Club. So we start there. We have a couple beers. That's kind of like the Soho house. And, you know, my nephew, Patty, he's like my boy. I'm proud of him, man. He's got a condo. He's got a job. He belongs to a club. We're drinking and all. I asked him if he wanted to go to the game, but he had a big day of work. So I meet my boy, Mike. Roast beef sandwiches, horseradish, pickles, fries, fucking beers. I'm throwing beers down like I'm going to the electric chair. Just Miller Lite <laughs> pounders, dude. The exuberance is overwhelming. My boy's loving it. It's romantic. We're in an old city, Philly. Uh, and I say to him, dude, there's a new casino. You want to check out this casino? And he's like, yeah, but before we do that, I want to get right to the punchline. I bought two tickets. You don't owe me any money. This is Mike. Thank you, Mike. And they're three rows behind the Philadelphia Phillies dugout. Game three, World Series. I, now, now the beer, it's flo it's waterfalls, TLC, dude. Just oceans <laughs> of Miller Lite, dude. Cemeteries of empty cans. And we, I, so he goes, let's go to the casino. So we go to this new casino live. I run into uh, Chris and Sean Donnelly, the Donnelly brothers, big Philly guys. We're playing blackjack. It's a pretty nice casino. It's kind of like Atlantic City. We're having a good time. We didn't get completely murdered. But yes, to answer your question, LJ, my boy bet the Phillies, and I did too, up and down the board for this game. We had the over, fucking Bryce is hitting home runs. I mean, we're just jerking each other oh, off as did. we're going to this fucking stadium. <laughs> and he, 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 I wanted to bring him on the show because his impression of how drunk I was. He goes, dude, when we got to our seats, he goes, your eyes were rolling in your head. And when you stood up, you couldn't keep your balance. And you were talking to all the fans and you told all the fans that you like rolled in from LA and you love Philly and, you, and it started off good. It started <laughs> off good. He goes, but then you just started get, like pounding beers. And he's like, listen, I was drinking too, but I mixed in a water. And every time you would see me mix in a water, you go, <laughs> you mix in a water. <laughs> he goes, did you know that when you get so drunk, hold on, hold please. And I do know this about myself. When I get really hammered, my head becomes too big and it kind of kind of hangs like taxi driver. And then I also, for whatever reason, my alter ego is like an English accent or an Australian accent. So he says, 
by inning seven, you're screaming like, go on fucking song, get hit, strike you fucking out. He goes, everybody in the stands wants to fucking kill you. And he goes, I've never felt more uncomfortable in my life. Then they start to blame you. Fuck you. Go back to LA, you fucking loser. You're a goddamn fucking jinx. And I'm hammered, like kind of trying to stand up. And he's like, dude, they blamed this loss on you. And you were going, I'm just fair. I'm fair. He goes, I had to get you out of that fucking stadium. He goes, after inning seven, he goes, this guy, we're pulling him out. He goes, we get back to the hotel. And he, oh, yeah, of course. There was a ton of left-handed batters. Every single picture of me, I'm not looking at the game. I'm on my phone. I'm FaceTiming somebody. I'm jerking off. I'm passed out in one of the pictures. And then the daily paper, I'm on the cover of it. Just looking like a drunk asshole. Out of no hitter. It's the second time in World Series history a pitcher from the Houston Astros. I, I forget his name. I should know his name. Reese. I'm sorry. I can look it up. I don't even want to dignify it. But pitcher's a no hitter. And it's funny because my buddy Reese is a big Houston fan. He goes, dude, were you ever in the moment where you just thought, wow, I'm at World Series and I'm witnessing a no hitter? I go, fuck that, dude. Fuck it. <laughs> I go, I want to see the fucking Phillies win 8 nothing. It sucks. So I'm getting cursed as I'm walking out of the stadium. You fucking jinx. You fucking asshole. L.A. soft jinx. Fuck. Get out of here. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm leaving. I, I apologize. Like, I'm the fucking jinx, dude. I'm going to Kentucky. I'm getting lucky in fucking Kentucky. So Mike gets me back. He wakes up early, puts his suit on. He goes off to Washington, D.C. And I fly down to Lexington, Kentucky. I am so disturbingly hungover that I take a cab to Miss Kentucky's house. I get into her home. Okay. I don't put a radio on. I don't put a television on. I don't get the Wi-Fi. She lets me into the house. She's at work. And I laid on the couch for eight hours, dude. Just with, <laughs> just with my thoughts, my sadness with the Phillies. But I'm like, you know, we'll get them back Thursday night. The Eagles are on Thursday night game. Watch the Phils. It's going to be great. I stayed sober that day. Miss Kentucky and I went to this bar called Harry's. By the way, Harry's, you were nice. The service was good, but it was the worst food ever. Chad, I mean, the state social bar food dwarfs this fucking place, man. I mean, just crusty chicken fingers. I mean, salad was okay. But I mean, how do you fuck up a salad? So we watched the game there. Eagles win. It's great. But you see... We saw what happened. Phil's lose that game. Two in a row. So now it's a Friday and I go to the Breeders' Cup. And I'm dressed for success. You get the button-down shirt. get the blazer, some fucking leather sneakers. You know, my boy, my boy Mike, he fucking, he, he's, look, he's got a suit on. We cruise over. I got to thank Bob Baffert. He's a Southern California trainer. I got to thank Doug O'Neill. <laughs> They got us tickets and it was a great day. And my brother, Dan had flown in all his boys. So Thursday, Friday was like a pretty good day. I couldn't catch any exotics. I couldn't get any, I couldn't get any exactas. I couldn't get any trifectas, couple wins. I lost some dough. It wasn't great. 
And because I took off Monday from drinking and I took off Thursday, I was pretty exuberant Friday. So then <laughs> we go to Tony's. Yeah, yeah. We have we have some steak. And then my boy, Sally's like, I got to pull the plug. So I was in bed probably by 10, 1030 with Miss Kentucky. And she's a beautiful two-legged filly. <laughs> Saturday. Mike's gone. He's flying to Vegas. I lose my wingman. It's me and Miss Kentucky. And I got to be proud of her. I knew we were going to be late, but we made it by the fourth race. Now, I could, I was still betting um, from the house. You know, I got the Wi-Fi at this point. By the way, this chick is a pageant chick. Like, it's, she's like a princess. She's yelling at me from upstairs. Can you bring up my coat? I bring, I, it's like, a, I don't know. There's like 20 coats. So I pick up this one coat. And as I'm handicapping, I look at this this horse, Johnny Quist. And this is this is in New York. He's 57 to 1. And I go, dude, the jockey has worked with this trainer 10 times. He's won seven of the 10. And he's ran second. I go, I'm definitely betting this horse to win in place. And I'll link him up with the two and the four. She's like, can you get my other coat? I'm like, what the fuck? So now I'm like walking up the stairs coat. As I go to put this bet in, this is like if it weren't for bad luck i'd have no luck at all 57 to one right johnny quist i clicked confirm and it says race is off i'm watching the race in her kitchen and i'm like please god for the love of fucking god don't let this fucking horse win top of the stretch johnny quist fucking sprouts wings fucking blasts off 57 to one over a 13 to one shot my $50 risk would have paid me $6,000. That's a fucking day changer. Instead, <laughs> I'm lugging fucking caramel colored jackets up the stairs for Miss Kentucky. So that was like any indication of how my day was going to go. So we get the tickets. We get over there. And like I said, I got a couple winners. I just couldn't get any exactas. And she's a socialite. So Doug O'Neill gets us into the VIP section, which was pretty cool. I was I was looking for Portnoy because I know he's a horsey guy. He was there. I saw Big Cat. Portnoy wasn't there. I saw an old friend, Toby Keith, country singer. You know, we're just kind of socializing it up. And then we go to Jeff Ruby's. And I have to say, Lexington, that fucking place was going off. Whoever, who's ever was there. So then Forrest ba Baffert, Bob's son, sees me. He's a fan of Mentory and the Nelks. He's like, dude, come over. We're dad. We're hanging out. Matt Carruthers, his wife, Ren. I make the mistake. I was staying in my lane all day. Beers. All day. And she goes, I want Prosecco. I'm like, oh, I want Prosecco. But, but, by the way, everything's so cheap down there. Like, you're a big baller. I mean, the credit card was down, dude. I'm like, this is going to be 500 bucks. It would be like 125. I went, holy shit. So I start hammering Prosecco. I see Doug. I, we're all partying. There's a saxophone player. And I'm watching the Phillies. And there's a beautiful server who I said, will you take my information? She's like, yeah, sure. I'm super drunk. I give her all my information. She's pretending to write it down. And I just still said, and then Miss Kentucky sees me and goes, you're a fucking jerk. Ah, uh, busted. <laughs> yeah, swing your swing. So I'm watching the Phillies, and I look to the left, and the 2008 World Series champ center fielder Jason Wirtz right there. 
I go, holy shit, dude. I, I can't believe it's there. He's like, dude, I'm pulling from the fills. I bet him. Of course, you know, I bet them all three fucking games. And it's 2 nothing. I got that dancing on my own song. They pull out Zach Wheeler. I'm a bottle of Prosecco down. And then you saw it happen. The rest, I have no idea how I got to Miss Kentucky's house. And I can tell you this, I left without her. I was schnookered. <laughs> and Forrest is like, I don't know if it was one of his fraternity guys or like a some dude. But Miss Kentucky says to me, do you even remember us coming back to the house? And I'm like, no. She's like, you were like snoring and farting on the couch and there was a whole party. No idea. Out, dude. I was out to see. <laughs> that is my Breeders' Cup story. That would be on Saturday. Then Sunday, I, I have a couple pops with her, get to the airport, get back home, safe and sound, in my bed, kissing my dog, happy to be back here with you guys doing name drop. Toby Keith and that. And then I swore to myself, I've been lying to myself for a long time. I wasn't going to drink yesterday. That's how we got here. So I brought some swag back. I brought some like sweatshirts and some zip ups and some cute little glasses. Um, so I go, I'll go to Barney's. Chauncey's working. So I go down. I have one Guinness. It's raining. You know, have a, have a pint of Guinness when it rains in Calvin. <laughs> so I had two pints of Guinness. Then Big Ken comes down. And I have a Miller Lite. And he has something too. And then I have another Miller Lite. He goes, you want to go up to the Rainbow Room and get pizza? I would love to go to the Rainbow Room and get a pizza. Okay. So go to the Rainbow Room, get a pepperoni pizza. He goes, you want a bottle of wine? I would love a bottle of wine. <laughs> One bottle turns into two bottles, turns into three bottles. But we did eat a huge greasy cheese pizza from the Rainbow Room. It was great. So I'm feeling good. I get to my house and I put two little glasses on my neighbor's, uh, like right in their front porch or whatever. It's just a gift. No, no big deal. Guy comes over, knocks on the door. He goes, dude, my wife, Michelle, she's fucking tickled over this. And I go, here's a bottle of champagne. I got a, a case of champagne. I got that 24 carat, 24 carat sponsors the show. So I give him a bottle of 24 carat. He goes, dude, she's, that was really great. Comes in the house. I'm like, you want a drink? He's like, sure. He's like, what do you got? I'm like, nothing. Like tequila. I go, we could just sip it. <laughs> just put it in chocolates and sip it. Then we start talking rock and roll. One tequila, two tequila, three tequilas. Oof. This point I'm flying high, like the Eagles. So then he goes home. I go, maybe I'll just walk the dog and get a 30 pack at Pavilions. Cut to I'm in Pavilions with a 30 pack. And I'm holding it like this. And the security guard's like, yeah, he goes, I bet you can't, but you can't hold it over your head. So there I am holding it over my head for 11 minutes. And as soon as I get to the checkout, then the guy goes, you're the, the checkout guy goes, you're too drunk. I go, oh, fuck you. So now I got my dog. I'm talking to myself, walking home, cursing. So then I'm there by myself. So I open that 24 carat up. And I got to tell you what, the rosé one ain't too bad. <laughs> Drank half of that, FaceTimed a bunch of people, wrote a bad song, passed out. Still made it to the gym. Still made it here. And I'm back. Oh, that's the story. Now, my good friend Chad, who lets us do the show, very, very fond, very enthusiastic, has a lot of affection for the Jets. I'm going to just invite him over here for one second to tell me, break it down, 
how the Jets, Jets, Jets beat the Buffalo Bills. This is great, man. This is exciting times. If you want a beer, you can have this one. I got the highlights. You don't mind popping yeah, it for me? Yeah, yeah, Why not? This is my man, my main man, Chad. We've been in cahoots together for what, 15 years? Yep. All right. What I'll say is I've been waiting for 12 years for the Jets to be good. Yep. So that is one thing. So how did they do it? Correct. They did it by running the ball through the middle, not falling into the New York City media bullshit that Zach Wilson has to throw for 200. He threw under 200. He didn't make one mistake. And they ran the ball through the middle and beat the best team in the league besides the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. That's right. Then the other <laughs> thing is, I think you have an underrated defense. Oh, we Who have- are those guys that are in the backfield? They were giving him fits, dude. Sauce Gardner, E.J. Reed, and Sauce. So if everyone knows, Sauce is the greatest. It's the sickest thing ever. Um, D.J. Reed, at Whitehead. We have some great people back there. We have rookies. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, Michael Clemens. We have all these young guys. And what's going on in this NFL, which is also going on in the NBA, is that these young studs are taking out the old stallions, so to say. Okay. So okay. Like, these okay. guys aren't dying in the fourth quarter. These kids are going in the fourth quarter. While those other guys are dying. Well, I mean, you, I think what's his face? Josh Allen's elbow is, is injured. Yeah, Huff hit him. That was it. Up. Yeah, everyone. Jets bang everyone. Is he up. playing that? The Jets team? banged up Drew Bledsoe, and because of them, they put their own hex on themselves <laughs> and they got Tom Brady. The Michigan they, man. Yeah, the Jets hit they hurt everyone. They hurt everyone. Now so, is it we listen, it's November eighth, twenty twenty two. Go vote, right? Um, is it possible? I mean, it's not out of the possibility. It could be a Philadelphia Eagles, New York Jets Super Bowl. Oh, I'm already looking into uh, lodging in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, and it could be. Are you guys number one in that division? No. But you're only one game behind. I'm one game behind. But we're also tied with, I think, uh, the Dolphins. We're pretty good this season. Which I would venture to say that your division and the Eagles division were too difficult, most difficult. By far, and they were the worst. Yeah. Like, like, like Dallas is crazy. tough. Uh, Dallas is real tough. And if Giants. you get OBJ, it's really bad. I don't know. I'm not he's worried a, about OBJ. He's a cherry picker. Uh-uh. He's one of those guys that comes in, he scores touchdowns. Okay, he's not that good, but what does he do? He scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No you can't die. You can't say that. But, I mean, he was it. terrible in Cleveland, right? And where else did he go? Bef- the Bef- Giants. He was right? terrible he was- at the Giants, right? Headbutting fucking the Nets Took them all shit. out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Out. I don't Justin think. Justin Bieber before, like, a playoff game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, and I just. I he also- would be good in Dallas. Dallas sucks, so they need him. <laughs> you, he wouldn't go back to the Giants. They need receivers right now. They're actually really good. But I don't like Dallas. No one likes Dallas. You can't. So who do you have this week? You know, I haven't really looked into the matchups yet, but uh, the Jets are off. You have a bye week. We have a bye week. So you beat Buffalo and you have a bye week. How good is that? It's the greatest feeling ever. It's for two weeks. You know, last year my season ended in the second game, first quarter. So to even be around in the 10th week is one of the greatest things of all time. Yeah, but you know, you're kind of like one of the most polite Jet fans that, that I've ever met. Like, <laughs> you know, you're enthusiastic and you're exuberant, but you're not like, fuck you, like the Philly fans were when they were cursing me as the jinx, man. Well, you know? I, I, we're here in L.A. where the fans are the worst. So, you know what I mean? So you don't get the real. You go to a Rams game and it's the whole other team. I'm going to KC versus... I'm going to KC versus uh, the Chargers, and I bet you there's going to be all of KC there. 
And that's next week. Yeah. I mean, well, dude, Arizona. The charges are great. I went to with Ryan Phillippe, and it was 30,000 Eagles fans. It's crazy. I felt bad for Kyler Murray. It's like third and it's short. Not fair. And you can't hear. It. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. You just these guys, these your home team. Support your home team. Don't become a Dallas fan. Gross. Yeah, gross. Sickening. <laughs> Sickening. Um, so I also have to say, and I, uh, this is non sequitur. Uh, when I was flying, I finished all of Dahmer on Netflix. Have you watched it? I'm not watching it. Bro, I'm not watching. I have to talk about it. <laughs> First of all, the actor that portrays him is fantastic. Uh, but this guy, it is so bonkers. I, ha- I have to just talk about it. Because I can't even fathom that a human being could walk this earth and have these compulsions. Because he wasn't like John Wayne Gacy. He wasn't like a venomous murderer. He grew up in an abusive family. His mom was clearly mentally ill. She was taking all kinds of medication when she was pregnant with him. And then his, his dad had some anger issues, but the kid was a strange kid, but his dad at a young age would teach him tax taxidermy. So they would go get like roadkill and like say, oh, this is the heart and this is the liver. And this is, and this kid really took to it because it's, a, it's the only time his dad gave him some time. So then, his dad leaves his mom. He's shacking up with the motel girl. And this kid at 18, his mom leaves with the little brother and he's stuck in this house by himself at 18 the whole summer. Chain smoking, drinking Budweiser's, okay? <laughs> he's a gay man. And he's trying. He's looking at Playboys. He doesn't want to be gay. He hates himself, you know, all this stuff. But because all that taxidermy shit that he did, and I don't know the term for it, but there is... A, a real phobia or t- I don't know the right term for if when you look at somebody's organs freshly cut, you get aroused. So this fucking guy gets this, right? It's called sick. Necrophiliac. Yeah. What is it? Necrophiliac, right? When you, yeah, when you love you dead people? It's, it's like, no, because yeah, the psychiatrist when he's in jail says when you look at the organs, he's like, they're so shiny and they're still warm. Like it's getting him off. It's a fucking real thing. I don't even think I can Google that. Dude, I don't even know. It's 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 like I don't think you want to Google that. So, but no, but this is how crazy this is how crazy he gets, dude. This is I have to talk about it. It's too it's too bonkers. Dahmer's bonkers. So he kills. He picks up this hitchhiker, and the hitchhiker's a good looking dude. He's a cool dude. He's like, take me to this concert, and they, he brings him back to the house, and they're drinking beers and they're like lifting weights, and he puts a move on this guy and tries to kiss this guy. Dude, like, what the fuck, man? I'm not gay. Just take me to the concert. And he's leaving. And the problem with Dahmer is he has massive abandonment issues. So the guy's like, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. And he gets this wrath comes over him. And he hits the dude on the head. And the guy starts to convulse. He's like bleeding. Then he climbs on top of him and like like kisses him. And then he realized, what the fuck have I done? Like he's like, holy shit, I fucking killed this guy. Well, then... (laughs) Takes him in the garage, just, 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 just cuts him in pieces and buries him in his house and doesn't commit another murder for nine years. Crazy, right? It's an accident. What a good guy. No, no. Oh, he's, no, no. So then for nine years, he, he has these compulsions and 
he lives, dude, he gets kicked out of Ohio State. He gets kicked out of the Army because he, he was a Buckeye, huh? Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> but he drugs these kids, right? He drugs these guys and like tries to have sex with them or whatever or kills them. But dude, then he moves in with his grand grandmother who's old. You know, she eventually dies from dementia. And he goes to these gay bars, right? And he and it's a lot of the guys are black guys because because they live in this poor section. He brings these guys back and they actually like they like him and they're having like good times. And then once once they say, I want to go, the abandonment issues, and he fucking kills him and he cuts him up and he's eating them and he's cooking them. And the one fucking neighbor next door is calling the police, going, It smells like fucking shit. Like I'm hearing I'm hearing power tools. This is what I'm hearing next door. Horns and power <laughs> tools. And dude, the cops come. They knock on his door. There's a dead body in his bedroom. They pee, they peer in and he's like, look, I'm just, I'm gay. And, and back in the nineties, they didn't want to deal with gay people and they don't investigate. There's a dead body. They fucking let this guy go. It's, it's insane. It's it, it, yeah. And then eventually. Is he still in Ohio at that point? Milwaukee, maybe. Milwaukee. Okay. Traveling the Midwest. Yeah. He's <laughs> just fucking killing 17 people. So one guy finally breaks free gets drugged and kind of plays into it, runs to the cops and begs the cops. He's like, I've been drugged. Like, you know, well, first, before I get to that, he's got a 14 year old boy and the kid gets out of the house and the neighbors see him call the police and say, this is a boy, get his ID. And Dahmer comes back and goes, it's my boyfriend. We're gay. I took pictures of him. He's got no shirt on. Dude, the cops. But it's his son? No, no. The cops didn't want to deal with it. They escort the 14-year-old boy back to Dahmer's house where Dahmer drills a hole in his head and pours acid in there and tries to make him a zombie. Oh, dude, how inept are the cops? So I'm just going to speed all this up. Guy breaks. I didn't want to watch this. Like, dude, it's. Who the fuck wants to watch that? It's too crazy. You, <laughs> you can't believe it. You just can't even believe it. But you then, like, it, when he's in jail, you start to feel sorry for him. I'm going to get to it. So and it's their fault for triggering him. Yeah, and then you start feeling sorry for him. No, <laughs> no, 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 but no, no, but look, this is the craziest thing. I, I, you really got problems, bro. You no, <laughs> listen, it was done really well. It was done really well. It was done well. So the guy breaks free, gets the cops, begs the cops. Cops are like, dude, you, you're a black guy with no shirt on. You're high on drugs. He goes, dude, I'm, I'll take you to the fucking, I'm begging you, begging you, begging you. The motherfucker tried to kill me. Gets the cops there, and the one cop's like, this is fucked up, dude. There's power tools. It smells like shit in here. Because and, and you, you see Dahmer just with beer. He's he's almost kind of like you would think he's got Asperger's or something. And they're like, can, you, can I check your bedroom? And the one cop is smart enough to open a drawer, and he finds pictures of like human organs. And then they pull the gun. They arrest him, dude. There's body parts. He had someone's body in acid. It's it's they had to bull, they bulldoze the fucking building, dude. That's how crazy. It is. But then he goes to jail. And he's smoking. And they're like, are you insane? He's like, no, I knew what I was doing was wrong. He's like, I, I drugged them so they wouldn't feel anything. And he te- he cooperates with the police. Tells them where everybody is. Gives them all the fucking ID. Ask. He's like, I know I'm terrible. It is, I have these demons. I'm evil. I'm sorry. I feel terrible for what I did. Give me the electric chair. Just like as a matter of fact, like they're showing some remorse. And... He gets baptized, and then this inmate 
reads about him, says, fuck this. He go. takes a bat to him, beats him to death in fucking jail. And he doesn't fight back. It's, it's fucking crazy. Dude. I, I had to talk about it. I watched it on the plane. I thought you I was gave gonna, a very good synopsis. I gave a good synopsis. I, I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to have to do an emergency landing. I had so much anxiety. Oh God! And he has that weird accent. You want to go back to my place for some beers? We're going <laughs> to party tonight. Want to party, Chad? Have no, some. Couple, we're going to have a couple beers. I'll take some pictures. I'll give you fifty bucks. I was good with the football talk. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I had to bring it up. I, 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 I had to bring it up. And hey, listen, I also have to say- Hey, you starting to talk like I'm asking if I want beers. Dude, I want some beer. Hey, I go back. You want to go upstairs to your office, Chad, and have a couple of beers? I'll take some pictures. No, but I want to say this too. In, in turn, today, I had my first in-person audition for Hilton, and I have a call back tomorrow. Good luck. So I know 2022 has kind of been a shitty year, but I think I think we're getting out of it. There you go. You know, I got, uh, you have a bye week this week. The Eagles have um, the Commandos. On Monday night. What's the Thursday night game? Uh, what is the Thursday night game? Hold, please. Hold, um, please. Who's playing on Thursday? I got to give you my picks, too. I got killed on that uh, Atlanta, Carolina. What a toilet that is. On Thursday, November 10th, Atlanta is playing Carolina at Carolina. The over-under is 44. You've got to listen to me. You can bet your lungs on the over of this game because the game is such a turd on Thursday night that the referees are going to say, make it a shootout. So it's interesting. What's the, does it give you spread over there? Yep. It's Atlanta minus three totals over 40. And where is it? 44 at Carolina. I'm going to have to take Atlanta. Yeah. Carolina's yeah, like yeah. They're toast, man. Um, here's something in the news today that we can talk about, which I don't understand what's the big deal. Frank Reich, the Indianapolis Colts has gotten fired and Jim Israel hired Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday. And they say, because Jeff Saturday has no, coaching experience it's really bad but i'm like yeah he has high school coaching experience or something i think it's great i think it's great too he's a, like a rever like they love him in indianapolis yeah like, former colt yeah the whole thing the I guy knows great. football he's uh -huh. an analyst but everyone's great. like oh it's not fair to other coaches well fucking life isn't fair dude yeah like what the fuck i think it's a good time yeah he got the great he time. got the job but i mean on, and he's friends with all these espn analysts and they're all like well there's african-american coaches there's other coaches Life ain't fucking fair, dude. It's the NFL. I can see where they're coming from, though. They always do, like, they do say that the African-American coaches, they don't. Dude, how bad do you they, feel for Mike Tomlin? He's guy, he's ever, been fucking killing it. He, no ever, one, yeah, ever. nobody gave him a fuck. He earned it, and he's been fucking killing That's it. That's great. You know? So, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. When it comes to coaching, like Steve Nash was with the Brooklyn Nets, that didn't seem to work. Well, he, even in his career, he never really. Like defense, I don't think, right? Wasn't yeah. he like a point score passer? But what about passer? Steve Kerr? What about Pat Riley? I mean, Pat Riley didn't have any coaching experience when he took over the Lakers, did he? No. Well, Pat Riley wasn't great. So it was like, you know how they say, if you're not great, you're a better teacher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that what they say? That is what they say. Well, maybe I'll start teaching some guitar lessons. <laughs> some acting lessons. <laughs> um, and then there's, and what about Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr comes in, Amazing. takes Mark Jackson's team, the, the Golden State Warriors and fucking builds a dynasty. So you have no idea. No one has any idea. There's no formula. But no Steve Kerr wasn't like a like superstar. He was great because he was with Michael Jordan. He would hit those shots. Michael, Michael Jordan did punch him in the face at yeah, practice. And, and he took it like a man. He took it like <laughs> a man. Like you didn't see a video of it and have to hear about it. You know I know I mean? with Draymond and that punch, which is so fucking Super barbaric. Super bad punch. Sick punch. 
But just, it just goes to show you like how athletic these guys. Like I've been boxing for 15 years. My my trainer is just like you're so bad that like I can't even imitate how fucking bad you are. But then Draymond, who's a basketball player, throws a right cross and he looks like fucking Muhammad Ali. Good hit movement. Yeah. I mean, oh my god! I go, oh, dude, man. that would have I would have been punched into fucking Pluto. <laughs> you know, I think he should have been susp- like suspended for the year. You can't punch a teammate like that. I, mean, that I don't think it should have got out. I, I, I agree with that too, but that is assault. Practice. That's a assault. Man. Well, boys there? being boys. Yeah, they were, they were, they were Jesus, boys being boys. Yeah, grab them by the pussy. That's <laughs> locker room talk. We punch each other out. Oh, Those guys are athletes, though. They're real athletes. Like you can take it. I would love to know what triggered Draymond to punch him. I think it has to be a woman. I think you, the only thing men I, fight listen, over is women. Draymond's very outspoken, and if you watch him, he's a bit of an asshole. That's really what he is. And but he's great. He's he's great, he just has that attitude. And that's who he is. Yeah, dude, he is. It's pouring down here in uh, in Southern California right now. That means it's drizzling. Yeah. By the <laughs> uh, by the way, if I hear one person in the media in August say we're having a drought, I'm gonna fucking punch you like Draymond Green because <laughs> it's been fucking raining. Come on, it's been. I, I just can't have any more negativity. <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? This guy's walking here with a tank top and singing in the rain. What the fuck is happening? Um, am I missing any other topics, Jared? Talked about Dahmer. Talked about Saturday. No. I, I did my trip. Do you care about Jake Paul? Because everyone was shitting on that kid. And then all of a sudden they said he wasn't going to beat Anderson Spider Silva. And what does he do? He dropped him. Did he knock him out or was he? Dro- he dropped him. No matter what, he dropped him. He dropped Anderson Spider Silva. Always 47, always this and that. Still pretty impressive. I thought, he, see, I thought he won a unit. It seemed I, a little rigged though, no? No way. Even if it is... He, he, here's where I stand with this. They're just uh, It's like the Jets. They like It wasn't the Jets who wins. It was the Bills who lost. You know what I mean? The kid won. Well, I, I got to interview waiting. Logan Paul, and he was a very generous person with his time. He did WWE, with and he answer. went against Roman Reigns this yeah. weekend, jumped off the top. Guess what? He threw out his ACL, his MCL, and his meniscus. He's out for a year. But these guys, but they do work it's out. Crazy. They do train. Animal. They do spar. He did great. Yeah, so you have to tip your hat to him. Yeah. And the other thing is, in boxing, since the history of boxing, managers have always tried to have their fighters fight tomato cans. So he's in the spirit of boxing. He's trying to set up older guys that he can beat. Yeah. What's wrong with that? And he's and going he's, out there. And he's making them money. Yeah, and he's taking care of business. I don't know. I I, I, uh, I have a lot of respect for the Paul I like brothers. Him. I like him. And even if it is... Fake like like the wrestling, then I tip my hat even more. Well, the wrestling was fake, but it was yeah. But great, I mean, though. even if the fights, it are, was great though. It's, it's great entertainment. And those no, kids I went think to Saudi Arabia too. Like, where they're gonna get money for doing that? They, Big time. Like, yeah. I definitely think Jake Paul's legit and way more legit than people like want to give him credit for. I'm yeah. not saying he's like a the best fighter of all time. He's just like he's pretty formidable fighter. Yeah. I just want to say to both of you, if we would have said but, this two weeks ago with Luke Rockhold, we probably would have got punched in the face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you see me drop my right hand, Luke's like, oh. I'm yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. I got you up. All right. Yeah, Luke. Uh, I think Luke, is, he's training boxing right now. Yeah, because they had words. Jake Paul had words with Luke. We didn't bring it up that day, but they, they had words. That's oh. why he said the Paul boys. I would watch that fight. Oh, of course. Luke is so... Like, but how, 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 what's the weight of Jake? Is he over 200? Because Luke's like know. 185. I think they, they look like the same. Jake's thick. 
and they get down to 185 and then blow up to 200. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that stance, that that stance that uh, Luke has, like he can switch stances. Sick. It's it, it could give that guy a run for his money. Yeah. But that's that's what I think on those. That's the only other things. 186.5. Uh, nope. 186.5. Yeah. What's that? Is it the station this is going to broadcast? <laughs> 186.5. PLJ. Hey, I'm Johnny Cosmo. <laughs> that is a great, oh, that is a great radio name. Yeah, we're going to get Cosmo. I want to start bringing in some of the... Um, I talked to Mentory this morning. He's like, dude, bring some of your, your classic guys on and just tell some fucking bullshit shows. You know what I mean? I got to get some of those guys. I mean, dude, it's a clown room down there sometimes when you come down. We got cast the characters. Yeah, you do. You know, you got the number one uh, commercial guy of all time, Bob Stevenson. Bob Stevenson is a legend. I try to get him over there. Well, listen, we got a pull for me, man. Tomorrow I got a call back for Hilton. If I book a job at, for Hilton, you know, turn this year around. Who knows, man? It's all because of this podcast, man. Purple banter. <laughs> you know, we put it together. Chavez is coming here with the lights, camera. Action. That's very nice. What's the what's refreshing? The yeah, what's the company that I is it? AFG? What's it called? Artificial Greens or something? <laughs> <laughs> Athletic Greens AG One. Athletic greens. So I got this package that, it, that you're supposed to take it on an empty stomach, and it's these nutrients. It's supposed to get me all ripped up. Oh, the greens. Yeah, it's actually really good. Yeah. So, I bet you athletic greens is probably really good. Well, let's remember this <laughs> on on closing. Um, it is conceivable and possible that we're in a monsoon right now. Uh, <laughs> it's monsoon. Jets, Eagles, Super Bowl, Tempe, Arizona. You heard it first, Chad and me. Green on green, green on green, dude. green on green. Episode four is in the can. I'm sorry. I was not as exuberant today. Uh, I'm hungover and I'm drinking my way through it. Thank you, boys. Love it. Yeah, and then I was shooking.